1: This podcast is brought to you by
2: EaseWellness.com, promo code ham.
0: It's CBD and hemp-based
2: products. E A Z E wellness.com. Use the promo code ham. That's promo code ham, 20 bucks off and every delivery over $50 is free. And this podcast is brought to you by Hair Club.
0: Go to hairclub.com/ham, get a free health and scalp analysis. For new customers. It's free.
2: Freddie Kitchens was asked, what's he missing? Freddie said,
0: "Uh, the
2: offense. Someone tweeted
0: at me the other day, maybe in my Instagram DMs, if I thought it was stupid that in all these OTAs, every single program across America, you know, the NFL teams, they all implement the scheme, offensive and defensive. Like, if it's not mandatory, why are they doing that? And my response was pretty simple. Well, because at all these OTAs, n- there's 99% participation rate. So your entire team's there except one or two outliers, give or take, for contractual reasons. Like Malcolm Jenkins is not there. Uh, the Chiefs, Chris Jones is not there because they're trying to get paid. And then Odell Levion. Like it'd be one thing if you had a right, like a at a business. It was voluntary and only 25% of your workforce shows up and you tried to implement something that everyone had to do. You're like, well, we waste some time here. We're going to have to do this again. Right. Literally everyone's there. So like Freddie, why are they why are they installing the op? Like what are they supposed to do? Just go out and play catch? Of course they're going to install it. The entire team is there. Why would you not? If it was voluntary and truly like only 50% people showed up, I would understand like keep it really generic – but all the teams are, do it. Every single one. Because the kind of the incentive.
2: It's, it's part of the incentive, too, right? You don't want to be behind as a player.
0: But how many players get the bonus, right? It feels like it's in every contract. Right. It's true. Because I, I was asking Mayoko at Niner Prax a couple weeks ago, like, If he thought that Odell would have showed up for the 49ers and he thought that there was probably a chance that there wasn't an incentive bonus in his contract. I don't know enough about that detail in just contracts, but I bet if I texted like, you know, like Howie and asked him, it feels like that's just generic. It's in every contract, like every radio contract. If you're a top five, you know, if you get certain levels, it's like one of those things that's a natural incentive. If you sell so much at Oracle, you get this bonus just one of those things that's just naturally in there. If you show up for the offseason, you get $100,000. Doesn't it feel like every player has that incentive? Every good player, like obviously you're not giving that to like undrafted free agents, but right. if you, if you sign a guy to a seven or eight figure deal, that's usually in there because you want to incentivize him to be around,
2: right? What would we be saying if the Niners had traded their number one pick for Odell Beckham and Odell chose not to appear at voluntary OTAs
0: well if I'm asking you I think we got to start with this do you think yes or no if the Niners had traded for him would he would he have been in San Francisco the last
2: month I cannot say that I think you would be maybe there's a better chance but he's I, in LA so I don't have not... any confidence I mean what's an Dude. LA to Cleveland flight
0: so much farther. I mean, doesn't it feel – if if Cleveland clearly it's 0%, he hasn't showed, right? It's like we know the percentage. It's zero. He's not going. I'd say the Niners would be above that just because logistically it's much
2: closer. What do you think? It's six hours, hours L.A. Like to Cleveland? 50%? You think it's six hours, L.A. to Cleveland? Five? Four and a uh, half?
0: No, because it's – I mean, from like San Francisco or L.A. to like Philly is five. So I – a little shorter, maybe four and a half. Okay. I mean, it's it's a it's a flight where it's long enough where you're like kind of dreading the flight, right? But again, it's zero percent. You tr- if Cleveland trades for him, he's not going. But he used to go to the Giants, right? So the, you could go. Well, he has a place in New York. And it's not that far away from Cleveland. It's probably what hour and a half.
2: So you think this is exclusively just a logistical oh, thing for Odell?
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's partly because. I do think there's an element to this. He signed with the Giants because it it was the New York Giants. They offered him a ton of money. He wanted to be there at the time. Like, I signed up. When you get traded, like, yeah, in theory, Cleveland should be great. They got Baker Mayfield. They got my buddy Jarvis. But I didn't want to play for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I don't know how he would have felt with the Niners. But I just think logistically there's less of, like, bro, you're down the fucking road, right? You can't really be like, well, it's just right around the corner. Because to me, if he wouldn't, if the Niners would have traded, and I got to wave my raise my hand, I said I would have traded the second overall pick. Now, uh, granted, that second overall pick is injured at practice on the sideline, but I would have done it for Odell Beckham. I would have, I would have been questioning myself if Odell refused to show for the last month in Kyle's offense when he is. It'd be one thing if well, Odell's training in Massachusetts be like, "Well, that's pretty far. It's I wouldn't have been happy, but I you could have made the argument. I I just don't think you could have made the argument if he's training in LA and he's on the Niners. We that would have
2: been a disaster." Yeah, now look, and you you said this to me before the pod. If Odell has two touchdowns the first game of the year, no one will remember what happened in in May.
0: But but I have to live in June 3rd. That's yeah, where I'm at no, right now.
2: That's where we're doing a podcast. It's June 3rd. And if he was a Niner and he was doing this, it would be it, it'd be a big story. It'd be a huge I mean, be story all here. And like, if you're the Raiders, you're like, I mean, we used to have this conversation about the Raiders, used to a few months ago, A.B. or Odell, all the factors included. What does it cost you financially? What does it cost you in picks? What, is, what does it all cost you? Like, I given the situation we're looking at right now, I'd rather the Raiders had Antonio Brown, who's in camp and is cheaper and didn't cost as much in the draft than Odell right now.
0: On June 3rd, It looks dramatically better giving up a third and a fifth-round pick for a guy that's missed one day of the entire offseason and through Instagram videos, through my own little research of Texas and people, has been their best player by a country mile, is the best player on the team, and someone so far who's been very likable that they like. For a guy that you gave up a first-round pick, a starting safety, and a third-round pick, for a guy that refuses – Again, he's not come and go. He refuses to show up. And even the coach, who, like all coaches that are even like, you know what, I'll work for an egomaniac general manager. I wouldn't have got the shot anywhere else. I'll I'll stay in my lane. We're all humans, right? Like, eventually, Freddie's like, I fucking had enough. This is insane. I love Freddie. But don't you probably feel like Freddie's like, listen, I can keep my mouth shut. It won't be that hard. And then by, like, week three... You're seeing plays get screwed up in practice. You're like, this is ridiculous, right? Where Where is this guy? And then like, Freddie, you see his new Instagram. He's at Shaver Lake because he was at some lake, and I saw it on Instagram. I had a buddy text me, be like, my friend is on vacation at so-and-so lake mm-hmm. and just ran into Odell at the lo- local corner market. Like he
2: literally just ran into Odell. And you, because what's Freddie think? Freddie, you know how coaches think about it, right? Which is, I don't have any time with them as it is. If they're here for everything, we don't have any time with them. Like you got plenty of time to vacation.
0: Well, and just look at it like this. Okay, I got a month training camp before practice. What happens if he tweaks a hammy and misses a week? Right. What happens if we're just easing him back in and he can't full go? You know,
2: just what now, happens? Now, what's Odell thinking? Learn the plays. I'm just gonna. You kidding me? Well, you got some new route I haven't heard of. Just tell me where to go
0: i know but you coaches don't think like
2: that no i know i'm with i'm with, the, I'm with them i i know if this was what, Niners...
0: if, what if antonio would have said that you think gruden
2: would have been okay with that well we, we would just have gave been...
0: you a fucking race now i think odell would be like well they didn't pay me they just traded for my contract that was like i i didn't sign with them
2: yeah i know they feel like they got some momentum but if i'd been a free so, agent i never would have said to, to me like i direction. look
0: at uh the two guys that stand out, Chris Jones, Malcolm Jenkins with their Eagles, like the guys that want a new contract. It's very – like Khalil last year, Aaron Donald. It's clear why they're not there. Very understandable, right? They they feel they're dramatically underpaid or they're a young guy that haven't got their first deal. I get it.
2: Also, teams but, they've already been on don't need to be there necessarily. Yeah, they
0: know the scheme. Now you could argue Chris Jones, they changed the defensive you know, four three, but it's like Chris Jones would say, "What are you gonna ask me to fucking line up over guard instead of a center?" Like it's not rocket science here. Uh, I think the Odell one is well. We did trade for you, Odell, and you're on our team. And guess what? We're not gonna do. We're not cutting you, and we're not training you anytime soon. So you're here. Like the the, the boat is headed toward land, and you're either on it. You're eventually gonna have to get on. Like there there aren't other options here. There aren't other boats for you to choose from. This is it. That's why if you're Freddie, like, I can only kiss that so much. I, at the end of the day, I am a coach, right? I I kind of am the authoritative, authoritative figure of this room. Like, John Dorsey kind of gets to play the best of both worlds, like hugging guys but then kind of negotiating contracts. I have to address the players every day. And, Odell, how can I hold the standard? Everyone's going, who's the best player on the Browns? Wouldn't you say the most natural reaction right now would be like, Odell Beckham Jr.? Well – I'm yelling at another guy, you're not even around. So it just trickles down. This is why I think the Steve Kerr will tell you how invaluable it is to have your best player be Duncan or Steph. How invaluable Belichick would be. Like, well, I got Brady, he just I can yell at him whenever, and it just keeps everyone on their toes. Right. When you have to treat it's why Richard Sherman would probably tell you. Yeah, it screws up morale when you treat Russell with baby gloves and I get yelled at and we get yelled at and he never gets yelled at. It kind of is hypocritical of a message. And I think Freddie, being a first-time head coach with huge expectations, they got a young team. Like, how can I scream at Miles Garrett and hold him to some crazy high expectation when he goes, well, what is Odell? And in fairness, like, we're all humans. I, I do think you're allowed to say that. Now, you could argue, like, Miles, Baker, and Baker would probably be like, I, I'm not even worried about it. And he's probably not. But I do think Freddie worries about the other guys on the team that it impacts. Because like, it probably won't impact Baker one way or the other. I think he'll be fine. But like Miles Garrett, maybe some other influential younger player. Nick Chubb. <laughs> like It's just better when everyone's held to the same standard.
2: Yeah, and, and part of it is... Um... I think that's what drove people crazy about
0: playing with LeBron, right? even though he's the best player, no one no one disputes like, yeah, he's the best player in the world. But he can just do whatever the hell he wants, and I got to do it. It's just
2: – Yeah, well, and, and things change, right? When you – like th- what I was going to say is it right wait, now like, you Coppa show up for – doesn't need
0: to wear the collared shirt to the Super Bowl, and we do? Well,
2: when you show up for OTAs, part of what you're doing is you're just putting some – you're just building your equity. So Odell, what about when Odell's hurt and then isn't with the team? Or what about when Odell's yelling at the quarterback and guys are going, you're yelling at the quarterback and you weren't even here for OTAs? Like you ran the wrong route, dude.
0: I, I got a good one for you. Combined games this year, Nick Bosa, Odell Beckham.
2: So the for potential re- for the potential re- for trade. For, for
0: o- Odell's played, I think, because two years ago he broke his ankle. Last year he played twelve, so it's like twenty-two games the last two years. Odell Beckham,
2: yeah. Uh, first thing that came in my head was twenty. That's.
0: That'd be a pretty big disaster.
2: Only because we talked about the eight and a half for Bosa. Um, I'll say uh, I'll put the over-under at, uh, I'll put the over under at uh, 24 and a half. Would you say
0: more likely Haberman is to win the lottery than them to play a full 32?
1: No, I,
2: I don't think the odds would be in my favor on that one.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter.